0: not Is it rolling bob?
1: Take that fun away from you and uh, give you me instead. But uh, that's what we do on the Ditch and Jane's Podcast, episode 980. Yes, indeed. Oh, boy. Uh, Listen, that piece of music is called Surien, and it's by Yasuaki Shimizu. And that's on um, uh, a, a playlist. What do you call it? A playlist? Is that the word for it? I think so. Um... Uh, that my Vancouver son made for me Knowing that I have Spotify now And uh, it's kind of nice And it's just sort of random stuff No particular order And I, this is the first song i am actually listened to I kind of like it uh, And that's how we're going to start off this podcast Okay, okay, okay So where are we? Where are we? When is it? You know, all that stuff It is um Tuesday let me look at my watch here. Oh, come on. Where's the... Uh, sorry, the, the 16th of um, January in the year 2024. And I'm sitting in the front seat of Sal, the driver's seat, actually. The windows are covered in snow and ice. But I thought it was time to get in here warming warm it up. And uh, time to talk to you because it's been a few days. I just listened to... The previous podcast, uh, 979, uh, this morning, just to know what I had already covered. And um, I think that that one ended with me just picking up a cold, and today is beginning with me just ending a cold. I kind of like that symmetry, there's a nice connection there. I'm hoping, this is it, yesterday was an absolute awful day, like I was at my worst uh, lucky Daniel was at work. My wife was at work, and I had the house to myself, so I could moan and groan and um, make all kinds of sick noises, like just to get it out. It, it's kind of maybe it's a guy thing. I don't know. Uh, we don't handle sickness, I think, as well as women do. Um, and it's just that I find if I make a lot of noise. Sorry, maybe I Forced a change on that by shouting I don't know This is by the Viagra boys Uh, Anyway Just making those noises Like you're really in agony uh, Gets it out of your system And that's really how I felt I've logged up a lot of time Just in bed but today the first day I felt okay. I think the worst is over. It's one of these nasty, cold, running nose. Started out with a sore throat, then you know, oh, you know what's coming. They have to run their course. Once you have that first tickle in the throat, you know what to have. And you're just hoping it's not going to be too bad. Uh, no real headaches. It was just, uh, you know, that runny nose, dry cough. And uh, congestion and everything else. Anyway, it's nasty. But that's why we cancelled our uh, last Saturday meeting at the Only Cafe. And we have yet to reschedule to make sure uh, we are all okay. There's a lot of this crap going around. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave this uh, on in the background, if that's okay with you. I see uh, Spotify has uh, added a new CarPlay. Or was that Apple did that? I don't know. It must be... On the Spotify, yeah For when you're in your car It somehow it knew I was in my car How did it know that? no oh, because I'm playing from a car radio Okay Alright And uh, It's a simpler uh, interface Seems to be Alright, now we're, oh yeah I was going to see What notes I've made Let's start with Yuki's pillow I like that one Yuki is the name of my cat, of course Although, as I say uh, to my wife, it's Shiro, Shiro-chan. And in the morning when she first wakes up, and uh, Shiro is calling to wake us up and get us out of bed, you know, an hour before we want to get up, uh, it's Shichan. Shichan, Shichan! I really, really like that. That is so Japanese. Anyway, while I was sick, I have two pillows. You know, I take take the second pillow, put it underneath my favorite pillow, Um, That somehow it cools itself Uh, And you can, you know, when it gets warm again just flip it over to the other side And the other side's cool, it's really nice But anyway, I needed two pillows just to, you know So I wasn't, my nose wasn't running the whole time Well, Yuki always sleeps on that second pillow So she came up at least three times Came up to the head of the bed Looks at, there's a sheet there But there's no soft pillow for me and, uh, fuck this, I'm not sticking around. And she left, uh, each time. So, uh, I, I found that kind of endearing, and finally yesterday, I no, I kind of want my cat. So I went back, and I gave her back her pillow, and I had to go back, just was having a single pillow. So here's me, in a time of sickness, giving up a pillow for my cat. That's how much I love that cat and that's how much you, if you're a cat owner are supposed to love your cats and I think the same holds for dogs although dogs, are, they'll take a little more abuse but uh, cats don't put up with shit so <laughs> you want my company? Get me a better pillow anyway uh, we'll leave it at that Sudebaker, this is the next thing in my nose I, I follow all kinds of stuff on cars online, especially at Formula 1 but also just uh, vintage automobiles and you know, cool sports cars everything else. There's just pictures coming up. It's like, on my feeds, you're going to get Mark Chagall, you're going to get cats, you're going to get cars, uh, and you're going to get a lot of philosophy, philosophical quotes and Zen quotes and so on. So this is, it's a constant stream of that. But the one that keeps coming back are the Studebakers. And it just saddens me. Um, when I was in high school, the Studebaker Avanti came out. And that was uh, like to this day, to me, and this, and this tops Lamborghinis, Ferraris, anything. The most beautiful sports car. Uh, no, it was a, it was arguably a family car ever designed, uh, and I'll put that above an XKE and anything else. Absolutely perfect lines, little angular. Uh, just really, really sharp, and boy, when that came out, oh man, oh man, I love that Studebaker Avanti. Well, Studebaker's gone, and I guess it's the workings of capitalism. And all they had—if if, if you know cars, you will know uh, uh, the Studebaker Hawk and a f- few others that were just—they weren't—they didn't look like all the other General Motors and Ford products. They had their own brand, their way of, of doing things, and it was just so damn beautiful. And it's just it's just really sad that for some reason I guess they got bought up, out of business, whatever. I you know, I should do a little research here, but it's just that I, I, yesterday somebody posted a picture of a red Studebaker Avanti, and I went, "Oh my god!" I absolutely loved it, loved it, loved it. All right, so that's all we have to say about that. I'm just reminding you, if you're ever looking for What's a cool car, can, Well, check out the old Studebakers. And the Avanti was a new one, of course, but uh, that was it. All right. Refugee abuse. Okay, abusing the system. I talked about, I guess, last time, and, and um, I was saying I don't want people to think I have no care for, you know people who are suffering and the people who are here now I'm questioning the whole concept of refugee status and so on and I remember I worked for the Immigration Refugee Board for a short time at the junior clerk level (coughs) but I was there to watch and how this thing worked and heard you know and knew to be true hey you want to to get in on gay if you're gay then they can't send you back to your country and all you have to do is take get a few pictures of yourself taken at the gay pride parade, and you're good. That's your proof. And I know, that bothered me. Hey, come on now, don't use gay people. Some people, I mean, the people who are being threatened now, stoned, killed, uh, two more killed, trans people killed in Mexico now, in the countries where they have not made progress, uh, so you have to have some compassion. And yeah, you want to help those people whose lives are in danger. But there's a lot, a lot of just plain, uh, you can't even call them Q-jumpers. i got to find out what this is. this is. This is from this Spotify list. What is it now? Because I know it's certainly got to be Japanese. Oh, zombie chain. Don't be so mean. Let's hear this. hear that too, but it's, you know, hey, ask me to send you the list. He even put my name on it, so I can share that playlist with you if you like. There's some good stuff on it. Um, (coughs) The refugee thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know what my point is there, but I mean, it's freezing across country. People need food. They need shelter. They need clothing. These have to be given. If you're here, we, we are not abandoning you. We can't. And I don't want to be in the country. So I just never didn't want that to come across. I know it sounded like I was cold and indifferent, and, and I, I don't feel that way. <sighs> okay. Uh, here's an example of, of the news. and Oh, my God, it, it goes on. I, I, I'll try and stay away from Israel. Although, I'm, I'm just more and more angry Um, just a flashing news item just you know screen it wasn't even talked about it was just a a flash fire a a woman and two children drown in the Rio Grande crossing uh, it says into Mexico it's got to be from Mexico and it just struck me as so sad a woman and her two children and I guess maybe I have double standards when I see a lot of men coming in, and, I, and I, I just don't like the looks of their whatever, I just you know, and I know, don't play a race card here. It could be anybody, but usually it's not. A woman with two children—it just strikes me as infinitely more sad, and it, it was just—it was just upsetting. Like she was trying. Fleeing something Fleeing the horror of what was going on in her own country In South South America, Central America Maybe, probably Um, and just trying (coughs) (coughs) Tried to give a better life for her children And she just drowned And they all drowned together And what a horrible way to go It's just just terribly, terribly sad I don't know why I'm sharing that with you Maybe to show I care, I don't know All right, I am going through the list, um Malcolm Gladwell I've got a backlog of well over a hundred uh, my goodness he gave me a pretty strange playlist but that is that is Kenji and I gotta write back and tell him I like it it's just <laughs> it is stuff that I would not have found believe me um, so it's kind of nice it was a nice present I'm gonna thank him right after this Malcolm Gladwell uh, there's a podcast called Revisionist History, and by God, they're good. I'm I saying I've, I've got well over 100 podcasts, a backlog, and I'm learning to delete them. And if, if the guest doesn't sound interesting on, uh, what's his name, Mark, Marcus, uh, no, you know, God, I can't remember him, you know, the guy I listen to all the time. When he interviews somebody famous, I'm generally interested. When it's somebody, a fellow comedian he's known for uh, a long time, yeah, maybe not. Uh, Mark, whatever. Um, so I just, i delete, I'll start deleting those. And i got to delete more and more and more. And, uh, and I'm able to do that now. But these, I've saved all the Malcolm Gladwell ones. And by God, they're really well done well put together and very interesting and informative story so there you are if you're looking for something check out Revisionist History by um, Malcolm Gladwell I've probably mentioned that before Uh, Bosch Legacy on uh, Amazon Prime it took me forever to warm up and I don't even know if I really ever fully warmed up to the show or to the characters but I binged watch it Two, two seasons ten episodes each And it was okay. It was was more than okay. Uh, He's a uh, private eye. Uh, The partner he does a lot of business with was a lawyer, both older people. And his daughter is a a, a rookie police officer. And the stories are pretty intense and pretty well acted. And not just, you know, this whole gang and shoot-em-ups and so on. He was a loner. Um, And... I, yeah, it was, I would give it definitely an okay rating. I don't know if I'd love to hear somebody else's opinion, or if you're looking for something, give it a try and watch Legacy. Probably need a couple of episodes to get into it, but uh, it, dealt, uh, it dealt with some interesting themes. Alright, anything else? i got to give you something good now. Oh, okay. Shout out to Patty O'Connor. Now, Patty O'Connor is probably not listening to this, because Patty, Patty listened long, long, long ago Back, I guess, when I back in Japan, that's where we, we met, probably the bar. I. <laughs> and Patty just dropped in for a visit. Probably hadn't listened for a while, just for old time's sake. He used the word Netsukashi. Wrote me a letter and um, gave me a link to somebody called David Brooks. Uh, David Brooks is a lecturer, a writer, uh, and he wrote a book. Called "How to Know a Person." This one we can turn down a little. How to know a person, and it was basically—it uh, sort of got at the roots of the miscommunicate or the lack of communication we have in America now. I'm seeing America, boy, oh boy, Canada as well. Sorry, Western culture maybe. Um, that we aren't good and often people sort of somebody says something and somebody else jumps right in oh yeah I had that too or yeah I know yeah I know what you mean and dismiss rather and it was about the techniques you can use for actually pulling somebody out of themselves and learning about them and listening (laughs) and how much how worthwhile an investment it is and that we're sort of losing that ability and and, uh, I don't know that he uh, tied it into uh, technology, but we we're, we are losing the art, certainly, of conversation, we know that, but this was specifically more about getting to know somebody, and, and the ways of doing that, and so he sent me the link, too, and I watched a whole uh, video on that, so a shout-out to, uh, to uh, Patty O'Connor in Japan. I'm going to have to write him back, because my last memory is we were in a bar, we, we had a drink together, and I can't remember, I'm sure there was a third person with us, and I don't remember who, but it was nice, and he sent me a picture of himself drinking a Guinness, and it was just a nice, I think it was in response to me sort of whining all the time, why doesn't anybody get in touch? Uh, oh, and another, while I'm doing shoutouts, <coughs> in capital letters to uh, that man in Tennessee, Tennessee Jake, who... Said, I'm still listening! So, thank you uh, for that, Jake. Much appreciated. Alright, I think that's about it for no time. I'm saving the best for the last because I'm cold at my road track now. Oh, God, I don't have a, I don't have a heater on. Get it on, buddy. There you go. Ah, oh, that's a little better. Although, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's just cold air. That's just cold air, buddy. Okay. So, this quote. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna turn the music down. I'm gonna turn it down because I want you to hear this, and this is what I'm gonna end this clip on because I gotta get. Oh fuck! Twenty minutes already, Jesus. Um, here we are. You ready? You got your listening ears on. You gotta pay attention. <laughs> no amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future. But any amount of gratitude changes the present. Did you need that one more time? I think you do. No amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future. But any amount of gratitude changes the present. So I'm leaving that with you. Scarborough Dude. Sign off. Whatever this is. Okay, well, that little bit you heard was called I Travel to You, which is kind of what I'm doing, am I? I don't know. By uh, Beppu Ngale. And uh, I don't know anything else about that. I could look it all up, of course. Uh, tell me about this guy, Beppu Ngale. Is there any information? You know, there was a whole lot of stuff by him, uh, by the group. Uh, anyway, we can't hear it anymore because my uh, speaker has just died once again. God damn, it doesn't last long, does it? But uh, as you can hear, oh my god, I still have this cold, I can't believe, yeah, I'll use the word, the amount of snot that is coming out of my nose when I blow, like, wow, well, one tissue, baby, whoa, full to overloading, dump that one, get another, quick. Uh, it's just awful, but I mean, I take that as a good sign, that's what's supposed to happen when you're going through a cold. you are got to get rid of all the shit that's building up, you know, the like clog and, Anyway, I thought for a while that I wouldn't even be putting out an episode for... You know, I'd skip a whole week and do you all a favor, but uh, sorry. It's Thursday. It's Thursday what? Uh, Come on, just show me what it is. The date. No, I'm getting all the other... It depends which watch face I'm wearing, right? You get different information. Uh, So... I don't know. I guess it's the 18th of January, somewhere thereabouts. I mean, I could tell you real quick. Yeah, it is. And I'm at Thompson Park. Uh, I didn't even pack my uh, roller uh, because the uh, the whole surface is really icy, and these brakes on these things—just a hand brake—they don't stop the wheels from sliding. And there's a big downhill patch where I start off. And th- and that means the thing gets ahead of you and you're using your feet to just slow down. But given the state of my body, I shouldn't be doing any exertion anyway. Uh, at least that's how I'm uh, interpreting it. Ooh, I am still, of course, tracking my sleep. Averaging seven hours sleep, you know. But, uh, boy, waking up. Can't believe the number of times I wake up during the night, and I'm aware of it. I actually come to my senses and then just hope that I'm going to get back to sleep, and usually I do. Usually, um, the the time awake is quite short. But oh my God, you look at this! You know, just yesterday, oh my God. Um, no, that can't be right. Oh, no, I, I got no. That was the day before. Whew. 30 minutes awake last night, but the night before was awake for two hours and 26 minutes. You know, at it, it, it about 20 times during the night, but still, well, didn't get a whole lot of sleep. No, I'm now I'm at the point where I'm waking up and wondering what the app is recording. Okay. Where am I now in this thing? So I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm, I'm just, this is just a, a fool's game to track your sleep because you're so aware of it. Maybe it's actually interfering with the sleep itself. I don't know. I'm just happy when I I can get seven hours in. Ah, I have some notes and a couple of things that um, I'd like to talk about quickly. I'll just put out a, you know, I talk about my heroes. Christopher Hitchens, um, sadly, taken away by cancer too soon. But what a brilliant man, what a well-read, what an informed person and calling it like it is, and I have just great respect for that. Um, Somebody I don't necessarily have any respect for, I don't know, but I guess I'm kind of indifferent to, and that right away puts me in the wrong camp. No, you're supposed to pile on Jordan Peterson. You are supposed to hate this man. Call him out for everything he does. Make sure everybody else in your group knows this is a bad man. He's doing bad things. You're supposed to really, really make it clear. You're not allowed to like this man or anything he says or read his books or anything else. I know that sounds like a silly exaggeration. And I, I, I told myself uh, when I posted a comment and I said, I'm going to vent in my podcast. And then I, another voice said, Ken, try and be mature about it, right? Don't, don't be silly because you, you can't get any respect if you're just... Continue to be your childish self. And then the other voice pipes up, and says, Yeah, but this is your podcast. You can do anything you want. You can be childish and immature and overly emotional and if you like, you know? And and even ignorant if you want. But it's just this, okay, you know, Jordan Peterson, bam, he's he's in the cancel culture, he's cancelled as is uh, What's-Her-Name, who wrote all the Harry Potter books. You know, No, these are, these are, they've said, they've taken wrong stances on issues where you're supposed to have this opinion. And it drives me fucking nuts! Don't tell me where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to think on all these things. Jesus Christ! Let me judge for myself. Let me read his book and see what I think about it. No, no, he's cancelled. I remember a certain friend of ours... Uh Shane Burley out in Vancouver. Hope you're doing well, Shane. I know you I know it's been a tough tough time for you and your dear wife. Um but he he did a podcast with a friend reading a chapter and going over it. Okay, what's he saying here? And that's kind of in the past now, but that was before he heard or anybody told him, "No, no, 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 no. You cannot devote any time to uh, listening to Jordan Jordan Peterson and, and you know evaluating what he had to say and what this book means. I don't know. It was a, a book about things you should do to be a good person, like make your bed, you know, every day. Oh, I think that's a good idea. You yeah, know, make your bed every day. Oh, hang on there, buddy. Do you know who Jordan Peterson is? He's a racist, a bigot, a you know, an anti-trans. He, he's all these other things. You can't spend any time saying. You know, even being open-minded about him, you just simply have to cancel this man. Not allowed. So, uh, there you go. I'm going to leave it at that. I, I did make, I did, I just got, I, today, when a, a, a friend who I don't know very well, but I sure know where he stands on a lot of issues, um... Posted an update on, you know, Jordan Peterson fighting back against... He was told he has to... He's going to lose his license to practice law. God, I don't want to get into it. You can Google it all. I, I won't spend any more time on it. And, and I think that's what I'm accused him Because immediately when he posted all the other people, the echo, echo chamber, chamber, echo chamber, 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 echo chamber. Everybody joined in. And oh, yeah, what a bad man he is. I can jump completely around... I've talked about these houses being burned to the ground just before they're completed because somebody didn't pay somebody else off to them. so, you know, here and there. Um, car thefts, especially certain types of vehicles, end up getting stolen out of driveways in Toronto and surrounding areas and then put into a container and shipped off to, uh, you know, Dubai or, or maybe Nigeria or so on and So on. it's just done. Now, this fellow who had his truck stolen happened to have these Apple, you know, these things that can track your movement, where is my phone type of thing. He put a couple of those in the vehicle. And he was able to find out in Toronto, oh, here it is, uh, just outside Toronto at a uh, marshalling yards of the railway, on a container about to get on a train. And he was able to tell the police, hey, that's my truck inside that container. Oh, well, nothing we can do about it. They did send police out. They found a container. They had to go to the uh, CP police, I guess the railway police, whatever. No, we don't have the authority to open these things or do that. Whatever. Next thing you know, it's in a marshalling yard outside Smith falls. Then it's in Montreal. Then it ends up, I think this one ended up in Dubai. I'm sorry. I don't have all the facts, but the the point is he knew this is organized crime. Who else can get a vehicle. Get people to steal it. It doesn't matter who, just you can find these gangs three at a time, whatever. Get it stolen, turned over. You know, all right, who did they turn it over to? Who is paying these police so that it can get into the freight yard to start? But you can't just get a transport truck and put a put a, <coughs> a container, drive it into here for delivery. You gotta have paperwork, you got surely there's a gate. You don't just drop off this container and get on a train with a, a train of paperwork. Surely you can go through that and find out who's at the root of this thing. Who's at the end. Who's behind this. Surely. And these are the fucking people to go after. Goddamn fucking organized crime. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Immature. Hardly reasonable. Overly emotional. That's just how I feel. That it's obvious that these people should be tracked down. Everybody is being paid off along the way. It happens in, in, we know what happens in Mexico, what happens in these other countries. It's happening. It's taken over right here in fucking Canada. And we're not doing, these are the fucking enemies. These are the people who cause the average person's insurance rates to jump up. These are the people that should be attacked, online, exposed. These are the people, poor guy has his tow truck that he probably put his life savings into burned in his in his driveway as a warning no this this is so clear these are the people these are the people who are in human smuggling organized crime prostitution you know human buying and selling god damn it direct your anger and your frustration not to who said what against what group not to the verbal assaults but to actual real crime that's going on i'm sorry but it no, i'm not fucking sorry that's how i feel and it annoys me the number of self-fucking-righteous people who think, no, 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 we know who the bad guys are. It's this way of thinking. It's this line of thinking. It's people who don't support this, who are opposed to this, whatever. You you just, you categorize them. And this is, it's no goddamn wonder that Trump has so many supporters. Because people don't want to be told who I'm allowed to like or not like, or, you know, I'm not even allowed to be open-minded and question. Gee, maybe that was, a, maybe there's some practical things in that book Jordan Peterson wrote, the first one. Yeah, maybe it's a nutcase. Yeah, maybe he's whacked out on, on drugs, or whatever, uh, and he needs help. But it's certainly, he was, he was a former, at one point he was a U of T professor. Oh my God, but he made some wrong moves. He took some wrong stances, and now he is out. Of course, he's making a fortune doing this. He's on every talk show, and he's, he's, he's just like Trump. He's getting all the, the airtime he needs, <coughs> because people scream at him and shout at him. And I'm doing the same here. But what I'm trying to do is point out there are bigger issues. Robert Kennedy was shot by organized crime. You can be pretty sure that. Kennedy, certainly organized crime, was behind that. president, and somebody who might have been the next president, taken out. You know... And who knows how many judges we have here, how many politicians have just been told, we know where your children go to school. So don't make a fuss over this. Just leave this issue alone. Mind your own business. Close, close your eyes, right? And uh, everything will be fine. There are people who are just being paid off. And and I, I feel for them. I really worry about them. That that food inspector who went into a place, civil servant working for the city of Toronto, went in and found, oh, there was all kinds of bylaws. <coughs> Sorry, it might have been even a building inspector. And was beaten up. Just simply beaten out and tossed out. And you know that guy's not going to go back. He said, hey, whoa, his salary isn't enough to be have be threatened like that with whatever... Why weren't those people nailed? why, why wasn't there? <coughs> whoa you want to take on a city health inspector you're gonna you're gonna whoa, you don't do that. you know protect these people like you protect police. All right, I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> Julie Parker. Uh, that is a name that uh, attached to Gotham Books. I, I got several email, very polite, very high can. Hope you're doing fine. Hope it's been a great winter. Understand your, uh, you have a book out called uh, My Life in Letters. How's that going? Would you like to sell some more and and so on? And basically, an offer to we're here. We're a business here. We're gonna we're gonna you know help you. But just answer these questions, and we'll see. So right away, you know, it's not necessarily a scam, but. Nobody's offering to help me sell my book unless they're going to make some money from it. So I'm a little cautious. And right in the beginning, it was addressed to me and also uh, my good friend, uh, the Closet Geek. So right away, alarm bells raised. Hey, why, if you're looking for the publisher of this book, the writer, the author, <coughs> why haven't you included this fellow, Brent? And attached emails, oh, sorry, I just, you know, so right away you know they've, they've just tagged you somehow and, and come up with that. Uh, so that was the first mistake they made. And then it went on, and I kind of went along, and, you know, no, I'm not really all that interested. It actually was quite simple, the whole exchange, but it really, really did seem that this Julie Parker was really an AI creation. Because <laughs> everything, I mean, all the lines were just so patented and, and set you know okay nice greeting to start with maybe we can help you here and so on so finally we ended it yesterday i don't know if it's um if it's worth me going through who to be we i went to my gmail account uh julie parker i ended it um with Please accept my apologies for my terse replies. The thing is, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was hearing from an AI agent as opposed to a real person. The idea that I could be bumped up to deal with a senior marketing consultant reinforces that idea. Yeah, she offered that next time. Oh, Ken, well, maybe we can go to the next level here. I think we got off to a poor start. When a name is attached to the first email that should not have been included, no harm done, but I don't think I have any need for your services, sincerely. And I got a very nice, no worries, I understand. Thank you for the exchange of messages over the week, though. I do hope you will consider Gotham Books. Should you be in need of our service, have a blessed new year. There are a few too many blesseds that I got over time, right? Uh, Another apology earlier, I'm sorry if my offer of help seemed intrusive or suspicious. I was just trying to be helpful and to be of service. By the way, we do charge a fee for our services. That fee depends on the type and level of service that you choose. We have different publishing packages and add-ons that suit different budgets uh, and needs as well as we make sure to tailor fit our services with your request and goals and we assure you that we do not take any royalties or commissions from your book sales and that you will retain full ownership and control of the books and their So anyway it wasn't really it wasn't a scam but it's just you know you're reaching out hey you know we we can offer services but you're going to pay for them so anyway that was not a bad thing at first i thought oh this is a real scam they're going to go for something but it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't. Um, I guess that's about it, uh, boys and girls. we uh, I don't know where I am in terms of recordings. This is not the end of the podcast, but it's all I have in terms of things I want to share for today. Um, no, I'll, I'll share with one more, and I, and I hope this doesn't sound sad, but I do have a sense that I am giving up on my dreams, partly to do with the physical challenges of, you know, every time I picture myself in Japan... I'm thinking how hard it would be to enter some of those places, ramen shops, and, and the cheaper places you want to go to with a four-wheel walker. where you're going to put it. The space is tight in Japan, and uh, it, they're just overall not yet entirely, uh, uh, you know, friendly to the disabled. And, and, and so, the dreams of returning to Japan, it, it could well be that I will never go to Japan again. And, and that, that's sad for me because I'm following now. Keith, of course, Keith McNally is there. And uh, I told him to go to Yokohama. Oh, yeah, I'm there. And he was talking about how much he loved Yokohama. And the fact that he finally went out for real food. Because up to now, it's all been from the and uh And uh, these uh, cheap franchises. We just go in and buy your uh, Nordy Mackey and whatever. Um, So... I miss it. I'm sad about it. I had another dream to go to uh, California and to, in particular, what's the uh, Joshua Tree National Park and then maybe drive it diagonally across the continent to get to California and then up the coast back to BC and then return via Canada. And yeah, that'd be a great trip. That's what the road trek was about. This was a few years ago I've had this dream. And now I'm kind of thinking, yeah, do I even want to go to the States now? And, oh, I couldn't really afford that, given that we're, uh, we're finances are really tight and getting tighter thanks to inflation and uh, higher taxes and everything else. Gosh, that would be uh, pretty selfish of me to do that. On the other hand, gosh, who's going to get the house? It'll go to the Alco, of course, and then will it go to the boys? Will it ever get sold? Will there be money out there? I mean, could I just keep running up money on the line of credit? I don't know, but... Probably. Burning Man. Oh yeah, years got want to go to Burning Man, yeah. And I've got the perfect vehicle for it. Self contained. I'll have my own water and food and everything else. Park this damn thing in the sand and uh and just feel some of the excitement of Burning Man, you know, which is just getting insanely big and organized, but yeah, yeah, don't really care so much. And so part of it is just resigning myself to in fact, I don't need to do these things, you know, to be to be happy. I can have it here, but there's also that little feeling of that's a slippery slope. Like, are you? Is it really time to give up? Like, yeah. Well, what makes you happy now? Well, damn it, I I feel as happy as I'm ever gonna get when I go off on my little weekend camping trips in Sal. That that that's enough, man. That's enough in the here and now. and Sitting there a little bit high, watching the trees blowing the wind up against the sky. Yeah, that's good, man. That's all you need. You don't need any more. It is all about the be here now, you know. And you look back and, oh, my God, I've got a lifetime full of dreams that I actually lived out and did. And and so, you know, maybe that's okay to let go of this, let, let go of the the future. Let go of the need and just keep reminding yourself to get back to the present. Here I am in my warm car with the windows all fogged up, sitting in Thompson Park talking to you and uh, having vented a little bit. And, uh, and uh, that feels, it good. feels and, good. And good. the Dixon James podcast, podcast is very, 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 very much, much in much the, the present the moment. moment. This, this is the, is the now. now. And that's, Isn't that's, that what you're aiming for? Isn't forward? That, what Is that what it's supposed to be, supposed be, all, to be, about, about, to be all about? about, 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 about. Come, come back, for back, more, back for more. Bye-bye.
0: Talking about nuclear war. It's a motherfucker. Don't you know? Talking about nuclear war. Talking about nuclear war. It's a motherfucker. Don't you know? You ask God to talk about... Yeah. They push that button. You have gotta go. You have gotta go. Bless you. Bless you. No high sky. So high sky.
1: Oh high sky. So high in the sky. That of course is nuclear war. Now I've heard that before, that's by Sun Ra, so I don't know when and where, I think it's going way, way, way back, but that is on the Ken Bowl playlist that my uh, Vancouver son made for me, and I thought I'd uh, start off this final clip whew, for you today with a little music from that playlist. Uh, we got, you know, 15 minutes to go, and... Um, <laughs> I am still not over the cold. I, I was holding off, waiting. It's Sunday, the 21st of January, and I thought, oh, my God, by now I'll be back to normal. But my nose is still running. I, I did a little research on snot and the different colors and what it all means. But it's it's running its course, but it's just taking forever. So it's, you know, cough, you know, wake up at night coughing, runny nose, got to continually blow, and then boy, one pe- one tissue paper, bah, bah, that is full and wet. Dump that sucker and get another one fast. Ugh. And uh, anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an update on uh, the state of my cold. So I figured I'd finish this off today, the Sunday, uh, sitting in cell, of course, the engine running, getting warm and uh, enjoying my music. And, um... Yeah, just get this done, and then next week, Monday is important because I'm going from my eye, new prescription, see the eye doctor, find out what the hell's going on, what do I need to see, to read, you know, but I'd rather start a fresh podcast for that, so today is just, uh, let's wind this sucker down. Um, I've been enjoying the women's curling. I'm not a huge sports fan. It saddens me a little bit because it it just was never a part of my life. I I did play with friends after school, baseball, toss a football around, but never in any organized or competitive sports. And I don't think any generation of the bowl family ever has been. And uh, it has not been passed on to either of my sons either, sadly. I mean, we got them swimming, we tried them out for soccer, and they just didn't have much interest. So, uh, you know, badminton and croquet, that was fun. But uh, that was about it. So anyway, and then my little uh, run-in for fun with uh, lawn bowls, and then just, you know, oh my God, now the health conditions. No, I can't bend over. I can't do that. So... That's it. Anyway, not to whine, not to whine. My God, we don't need that. The women's curling, what I especially like. Korea and Japan were playing. Uh, Sweden, uh, maybe Finland. I can't remember who else. Canada, of course. And I love to hear in, the Japanese women in particular. I'm just partial to that. I know their little their little girl voices as they're shouting down the ice against each other, you know, or to each other. Should say and uh you know it, it's just it was cute it was cute and i know that's a really oh my god and i, I don't i don't think that i could call that a chauvinist point of view but it, maybe it was male and no maybe i just like they were cute come on what's wrong with that it was just so cute to hear their voices and to see them and boy when they do the camera close up on the eyes they are trying so they are so focused and uh, so those were great matches And today at 5 o'clock uh, That's just a half an hour from now It's 4.30 uh, The women's finals will be on And uh, I'm going to watch that That'll be my little bit of enjoyment You know, the kind of thing you do I've been been—I've been uh, entertaining myself With all kinds of stuff um, Different shows But eh, we don't need to go into all that Do we? Uh, what, what have we got here? What have we got here? Reminders from my son regarding distracted driving. Yeah, when well, I drive my son Daniel to uh, drop him off at the bus stop for his uh, first job, heading in uh, in the morning, uh, sometimes I'll do something silly. I don't know if I mentioned this, but reach in my pocket for pull something out, and I'm just not focused on the driving. It just I can't. It's one thing at a time. I cannot walk and chew gum anymore. Those days are over. It's, it's shocking, but gosh, I don't want to go on about that. Uh, how about a couple of things that are ugly? Because, you know, we always deal with the world around us. The Iranian regime began 2024 with intensified repression of women. Now, this bothers me, and you could, you know, never mind the Islamophobe business, or it's because I hate Islam. No, I think women, and I, especially, it was so wonderful to see in the curling. Hey, they are full-fledged curlers doing, you know, are women's and men's tournaments. But nothing holding them back from their lives. And you knew when you saw how good they were as adults. They've been playing since they were young. And I just thought it was absolutely wonderful that sports are open. Soccer, now hockey and and all these other things to women. Because that's, I mean, it's ridiculous to even conceive of it not being that way. And yet here, um, repression of women exemplified by executing the sentence to Roya... Heshmati, sorry about the names, to 74 lashes. Now this is lashes. This hurts, folks. For defying compulsory hijab laws. Okay, hijab laws. This is what women have to wear. And if you don't, you will be lashed. Like, fuck you! During her punishment, uh, a staunch critic of these laws boldly stated, I have come to receive my lashes. I won't cover up when officials demanded her compliance. Her description of the punishment room as a medieval torture chamber with iron shackles poignantly illustrates the harsh treatment faced by Iranian women. Another one got a two-year prison sentence for sharing photos without a hijab on social media. Two years locked up in hellish conditions because you took a picture and posted it without wearing a hijab. Fuck you! It's men doing that! Fuck you! Oh, sorry. I know, I know, I know. You don't like this, but I... And I, I don't know. I suppose I could withhold it and just keep it to myself, but it, it just... It feels better if I shout a little. Okay? She's. This is, this is just horrible. Anyway, um... <laughs> we'll just have to park that. Um... There is, I guess there is, I, I saw there was a news thing. Oh, there's a new uh, app for your phone to combat Islamophobia. Now, when I say that to you, oh, guess what? There's a new app which will help combat Islamophobia. That's what they called it. And I thought, well, that's wonderful. I'm going to get that app, and I'm going to learn a little more. I'm going to find out where are my weak spots. Where, where, am I, where are the good things I'm missing? Because I always point out the stupid things like the hijab laws... And the cruelty, the amputations, the punishments, the, you know, the four wives, the men beating women. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. So maybe this will teach me, you know, show me some of the brighter things about the generosity, the love, the kindness to the sons. Um, but instead, no, that's not what it's about. It's just an app they made to make reporting hate easier. It's not at all about educating you or combating Islamophobia. It's saying we got an app and you just if you have this on your phone and you you have experienced Islamophobia, bam, use this app all, all it will guide you through it. It's just easy and you and you submit it. And it's like they're in competition with the Jews for which group is gonna receive the most hate and get the most traction out of it and get the most public attention and the most politicians squirming and, and uh, oozing their way into situations to make them look good. Yeah, we're trying to help and combat all this hatred and racism. When deep down inside, they might be feeling something quite different. Okay. All right. So we're done with that. We're done with the ugly stuff. Um, I was thinking, how much dies with you, the individual... That just would never get passed on. And I'm not talking about the artifacts in my basement bar, which I want to put up for sale and show off, you know. Uh, Those are just things. But family connections, who remembers who? And as each generation sort of dies, like now we're at the stage, like all my aunts and uncles are long gone. My parents, grandparents long gone, parents long gone, aunts, uncles, you know, same with their parents, all long gone. And so we are in that stage. To my niece, who keeps track of family history and records, and, and it's wonderful, she has a fascination with it, uh, she'll ask questions and, and do research on, you know, where the bowls settled, and we, we've got all that, you know, the whole Pembroke history of the family coming out from Ireland. Um, but the actual individual stories, who knew those people? And I was thinking in particular of Cousin Audrey. Now, she was always called Cousin Audrey, but it could have been my mother's second cousin. It's a, it's a, it's a f- same family name, Glanville. And when I first went to England in 1969, cousin Audrey had visited us in Canada. She had come over for a holiday to meet the family that was in Canada. And there was my mother and her sister, who she had known in, their, in her childhood. And so this wonderful woman came, and she had gone into a record store and wanted to bring back souvenirs for us and gave to me three forty five from England. And one of them was, I got you, babe, Sonny and Cher. Oh, my God. I had the other two. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it might have been like a Rolling Stone Dylan. And I know, you know, your, your smarty pants uh, people out there will know from the date and the year. But these are British releases, right? There were 45s and there was already a little centerpiece in there. You could put it right on the spindle. Uh, But it was a wonderful thing and it warmed me up to her. So when I went to England in 1969, of course, I'm going to go and stay with Cousin Audrey in Salisbury because she lived right near Stonehenge and Salisbury Cathedral which was absolutely marvelous. And I got to know Salisbury and her friend Marge. And Marge is a lovely old gray-haired retired teacher and the two of them had been living together all their lives and it was never spoken of and i know i mentioned this in a distant past episode but of course marge and andre would have been lesbians and it wouldn't have been talked about in those days but they would have traveled the continent together and they would have shared and it just was it was something quite beautiful and she would always I'd hitchhike out of town. She'd drive me to the edge of town, put a five-pound note in my pocket, which was good for two days living in England at that time, and be off. And so I stayed with her another time I came back. And when I got married, and I was we, we had done our across the, the Asia trip, across the Siberian Express, uh, across Europe, got to uh, England eventually, the first people of my family that Naoko, my wife, met was Cousin Audrey and it was so wonderful because they're quite elderly by that and they loved her and they were just so kind and we stayed in a little a pub I think we, did we even I don't even know if we stayed with them at that point but usually they maybe arranged a pub I can't remember but it was just no, I think we stayed with them and it was absolutely lovely such a warm connection but nobody else in my family, my brother would have forgotten her, my sister never traveled to England. I'm the only one with the memories of dear cousin Audrey. And I. And to this day, I picture her, she was just a jolly little lady. She drove her car, beep, 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 really fast around the corners, loved it, loved the fact that my father took me- her for drives when they visited Canada. And it was an absolutely beautiful connection. And it just, boy... And this was the days when she could drive me to Stonehenge and you just walked in. There was no fence around it or anything. My goodness. And uh, the story she had and, and the sadness in her life. Like her father dying at the end of World War One in a, 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 a pilot training exercise. He might have been training a pilot or something or other. And it just crashed in a basin. So she lost her father when she was quite young. And she was an independent, strong-spirited young lady and, of course, took up cigarette smoking and talked about a bench she used to sit at, having her cigarette, looking out at Salisbury Cathedral, which is a beautiful cathedral. So those memories, well, I've passed them on on here. No pictures. Uh, Three Queensberry Road, that was a beautiful little cottage she lived in in Salisbury. Oh, my goodness, what a wonderful little British town or English town. Um, but that was, um, that's just, it's just, it's gone. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone. And, uh, not to be passed on. And I think, well, wait a minute. Now, even the story of my, my marriage to my wife, how much do my sons really know? And what version will my wife tell? And how different will it be from the version I would tell? And who's to know what's the truth in the, in the future? And some of it got captured in letters. I'm glad of that. But there is also a whole lot of information there. And then, you know, your own. I guess I was watching 1968, this wonderful documentary. Oh, I see we're going over time. 1968, great documentary uh, on CNN, put up by CNN, four part series. My God, was an interesting period. Uh, And well worth watching. What a year. And of course, we all know that, just in terms of politics and everything else. And. The lessons from there, and what's going on today with this, I see. Um, you know, uh, there's only one contender against uh, Trump now. What's his name from Florida? Backed out of the race. So uh, that's it, folks. Scarborough dude, signing off uh, with a little. This is. I think this is David Bowie. Yeah. Um, and next week, I promise. I'm going to be feeling better. I don't sound too bad now, do I? I'm feeling peppy enough. That's good. So, this actually helped me a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Scarborough Dude, Dixon James Podcast. Bye bye. <coughs>